And Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, If we are being examined today about a good deed done to a disabled man, by what means he was healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing here before you healthy. This is the Jesus, the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, this is Acts 4. Uh, verses 8 through 12. And some of you know the story and some of you don't. Uh, but this is after the Holy Spirit has descended. This is after Pentecost. And uh, John and Peter are on their way to the temple. And there was a guy sitting outside the temple always. It seemed like, uh, based on the story, that he was consistently out there begging for alms, a cripple. And Peter heals him in the name of Jesus. And there's a huge uproar. They're just amazed. This guy was healed. He shouldn't be healed. He was paralyzed or crippled or whatever. And then Peter preaches to everyone in, in uh, Solomon's colonnade in the portico in the, in the covered areas around the edges of the temple saying that, that it was this Jesus whom you crucified, whom you handed over, whom, whom God raised from the dead, in whose name this man now walks among you. And then he goes on to... Uh, to, to explain why the Messiah must suffer and be raised, and, and that Jesus was this prophet uh, that was raised up in, this, in the manner of, of Moses, that we were supposed to listen to him. And then they get arrested. And here is this response to the authorities as they come to them and say, by what power did you do this? Did you, did you heal this man? It was, it was this issue. It was, a, it was a big question for the religious leaders, and it should be, right? If something amazing happens, we should be able to question it. It shouldn't just be a, a trust me on it, but it should be, we, we should have that ability to question. But then we should also have that ability to listen to hear a word that is spoken, that is that that comes into our ears, and that's what happens here. Peter preaches again, basically the same sermon, where he says, you're coming after us because we did a nice thing, <laughs> which is the same thing that happened to Jesus. The, the thing that got Jesus the most in trouble was that he was healing people on the Sabbath. He was doing things on the Sabbath. He was breaking the Sabbath. He was doing, quote unquote, work on the Sabbath. And then he had the audacity also to forgive people's sins who had done nothing to deserve that forgiveness. And so here you have Peter responding to the leader saying, if we're in trouble, if we're being interrogated because we helped someone, that, that, we, that we healed someone, and you're wanting to know how we did it, well, I'll tell you. It was the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus that caused this redemption to come to this man. It was by the name of Jesus who has the power over life and death, the one who has the power over illness and, and, and wholeness, that this man now stands healed before you. This Jesus whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you and is healthy. 
This Jesus is the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the cornerstone, which has become the foundation, which has become the, the focal point of all the building around it that holds everything together. And then we get that most famous verse in this reading, at least. In chapter 4, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved. Uh, names are an issue for us because names for us nine times out of ten are just identifiers. They identify us as somebody else. They distinguish us from each other. But here the idea of the name is this name of such as stop in the name of the law, right? You would watch these, these, uh, these movies, these old movies or these old radio dramas where the police would be chasing somebody and say, stop in the name of the law, as though the law should have some power. And so, or, or uh, other, other things in which you would see people storm into rooms and say, we're here in the name of the king. Or open up in the name of the king. Open up in the name of the queen. Queen. Open up in the name of the prince. Uh, that that there's power given to them in the name of somebody else. That they're there in uh, representation for the powers that be. And that is Peter and John here. And that is us as well. Uh, this this name that is given to us in Christ. That has power, right? We've been talking about this name this week because we're looking at the uh, first petition of the Lord's Prayer. Let your name be hallowed. Let your name be holy among us. Hallowed be thy name as we pray. Uh, may it be holy. May it be set apart. May it be above us that there is no other name anywhere else under heaven except for your name, Jesus, by which we must be saved. And I've always loved this word saved. And we've talked about it here before, I think. But that, but that word... Uh, uh, means not only saved, it also means to be healed, okay? And it also means, has a sense of wholeness, that someone was not whole, and now they are. That is the, that is the uh, connotation of the word, that, that, that there is no other name under heaven given unto men, by which we must be saved, other than Jesus Christ, and by which we must be saved, by which we must be healed, by which we must be made whole. Right? This this idea that that without it we are not whole. Without Christ we are broken. Without Christ we are shattered. But it's in Him that we are made whole again. Our sin shatters us. Our idolatry shatters us. We see it all the time because we see it in broken relationships. We see it in broken families. We see it in people going in and out of prison. We see it uh, within our country itself with an expectation of utopia and we're not seeing that happening. Why? Because it's filled with broken people. It's filled with broken people. And, and we assume that if we have a low anthropology, meaning that we believe all men to be sinners, that somehow that's bad. But I would actually say that it's good. And it's good because, because it causes us to realize our need for this Christ, for this name, this name which uh, the knees of death, the knees of illness, the knees, knees of brokenness, the knees of sin all bend before him. 
And so when Christ comes to you in his name, or when someone comes to preach to you the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you are freed of your sin, that your illness does not have you bound anymore, that even though in this life your mortality hits you right in the face, eventually one day that mortality will be gone and immortality will be in its place. That death no longer can scare us because it's not the end, because in Christ we are to be raised just as he was. And we trust that to be true. And that is where our faith comes in. But that is also where the power of this name comes in. This name, as we talked about a couple of days ago, this name that is attached to redemption, to freedom, to leading us out. That's what we saw in our Ezekiel text. That's what we see here. That's what we'll see in our gospel text tomorrow. That in the name of Christ, by his name, we are able to connect ourselves to him as, as the one who, who, who holds all things together, that he brings us wholeness, he brings us peace by his name in what he does for us. And that is what we have to hold on to. Let us pray. O God, whose name is holy of itself, we pray that it may be hallowed also by us. To this end, help us, O blessed Father in heaven, that your word may be taught in truth and purity, and that we, as your children, may lead holy lives in accordance with it. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord, and we will see you tomorrow with the gospel.